This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle. This episode of Material is Your Business is powered by Sennheiser, the future of audio. My name is Steve Greenberg. I'm the president of Poincaré USA. And what I love about textiles is the ability to develop them and transform them into a 3D product before you even create the end garment. Imagine, if you will, a Photoshop on steroids for fabric. That's what this guest created with his CAD textile software. It allows you to create renderings of your custom creations digitally and from anywhere in the world. And it integrates seamlessly with all the factories along your supply chain. Coming up, you'll hear how he worked on a fabric for repairing heart valves, how you can simulate digital printing in watercolors, and where he rides his Harley. This is Material Is Your Business, a podcast covering the science, technology, and business of materials and manufacturing. Produced by Mouth Media Network. Powered by Sennheiser. Your hosts for this episode are Stephanie Benedetto and Samantha Cortez. Hi, Steve. Hey, how are you? Good, thanks. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. So you have a very interesting product that you call a CAD textile software. Can you unpack for me what that means and what a CAD textile software does? Yes, yes. Thank you for asking that. Uh, CAD textile software, basically, CAD is computer-aided design. And what our software does is it allows anyone, almost, to develop and design their own fabric or print in the proper repeat, in the proper colors, and even simulate it before you get to the end product to see exactly what it's going to look like. Um, You can develop anything you want from a print to a knit to a woven. And even as you're developing it, our software will generate the technical data for the loom and the knitting machine. So you could literally go right to production. We've even just created something called loom networking where you could be developing your fabric here in an office in New York City and send it over the internet to your loom anywhere in the world, and it'll start running on production. Wow. The ability to be able to have that digitally at your fingertips is is incredible. I'm curious, is this something that as a designer, someone needs to be taught how to use? Is it kind of a plug and play software? Is it something that someone learns in school? At what point do you start teaching yourself CAD software? Pretty much all of the above. Uh, We actually uh, have relationships with all of the design colleges worldwide, as many as we can, to develop the students' knowledge and understanding of CAD textiles and working with Poincaré with our software. Uh, We do training, individual training with our clients as they purchase the software, and we do a lot of support with them continuously as we come out with upgrades and new tools that have been asked for by our clients to add to the software to produce the fabrics and garments that they're looking for. It seems like such an interesting concept where textiles, you have to 
you touch them, you feel them, but to be able to ideate early on digitally and transcribe and understand that in like a, a digital space and then actually have something physical come out of that, I can imagine it, it's a complex process with a lot of challenges. How was it in developing that software to get that rendering right? It, 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 it was time consuming. It was a lot of algorithms. We've developed a way for clients to visually see the yarns. Is it cotton? Is it rayon? Is it viscose? Is it silk? And they can actually apply those yarns with qualities to the fabric that they're developing. And then at the same time, enter in the type of structure. What type of knit stitch is it? Is it a jersey? Is it a PK? Is it a woven fabric? We have 4,000 knit and woven structures in the library of the software already. And then we could actually use those and apply them to build almost any type of uh, fabric and textile. That's where I was, I was, I was just curious. Um, you said you had 4,000? Over 4,000. So in sense of, of the textile per se, as in the weaving, um, we have the knitting, we have the, like, how many in general do we have? I know you go into details onto the different type of techniques onto the, onto the fabric. Right. The, you're almost unlimited because you could actually go in and develop your own custom structures for knits and wovens. You could actually scan in a yarn. If you had a particular type of yarn that you wanted to use, you could literally scan in a section of that yarn as a sample. And then the software could generate that yarn in your woven fabric. If you had a particular knit stitch you want, you could actually develop your design in a graph in proper gauge. Right now, or historically, people would work on graph paper. Graph paper is square. Knit stitches are not square. They're rectangular. But in Poincaré, you could actually set up your gauge, the number of stitches in your width and height, and then develop in that exact gauge and simulate it with a particular stitch or develop your woven fabric in the correct weave structure. Is it a twill? But what type of twill is it? Is it a two-by-two two twill, a two-by-three, a one-by-three? There's hundreds, if not thousands, of structures that you can go through. And then even with a print, working with a repeat of that design, how do you take that and how does it flow through the design from one repeat to another? In Point Correa, you're working in a live repeat. So when it comes to the customers, they usually purchase it more because of the print or because of the creation of the fiber, of the fabric? It, it, it's a combination. It's everything because it's all in one. You have your design tools, you have your simulation tools. You have your production tools, and now you also have your 3D rendering tools. Because I could actually take a photograph of somebody, or a garment, or a chair, or a wall, even a room setting, and I could actually take my fabrics, or my surface design, and actually apply it directly on that photograph, so I could see what the product is going to look like before I ever build that product or make it. That's powerful, obviously, putting the tools in your hands and before you go to the expense of a sampling and small lot production, you clearly, you want to be testing and you want to be iterating and you want to be using these tools. Um, curious for some of the kind of students and emerging independent designers, how much of a knowledge does this require up front of the actual from the thread up? It's something we talk about a lot. Like, how much do you need to know and understand about the properties of those different fibers before you can then make it the custom and manipulate it the way you want, where we're all talking about wanting custom development? Sure, sure. You have to have an understanding of what your product is going to be like, or what it's going to be, what the feel is going to be like, what your fabric, your final fabric is going to be. Um, but 
past that, we've taught graphic designers, we've taught textile designers, anywhere, as long as you have an understanding of woven and niche structures or even prints and repeats, it's very, very easy to pick up the software. In maybe two days of using the software, you're up and running and you're using it productively. Wow. And congratulations. I think we spoke before we got on air that you've been doing this for 30 years. Is that 30 right? years. Come this March, we'll be in business for 31 years. Amazing. And has it always been this CAD software product or was there an earlier version of this that it kind of... It's evolved over the years. We've added tools and features and we've added on to it, but it's always been the same product. We are solely a CAD software company. We develop it for any type of surface and textile design. We work with apparel companies, home furnishing companies. I work with automotive companies, wallpaper companies, wrapping paper companies. We're working with a medical fabric company right now that's looking at the software for developing a fabric that is for repairing heart valves. Because you can go into Point Cray and actually look at the fabric and see how the yarns are overlapping and intertwining and weaving with each other. And they could actually develop their own specialized fabric. So they would it would read as detailed as what the fiber is and how it's manipulated with the, what's the content inside the fiber, the strength of it, and it will, how it will drape? Yes. Yep. In kind of the consumer appetites for the people who are using your software right now, have you seen any kind of changes and trends and movement in the industry around what people are doing, how custom they want to get it, and kind of where are we right now? Is it more sustainable fibers? What are you seeing? Right now, the big thing is sustainable is a good point. People are looking at using different types of fabrics and things that are sustainable, recyclable. Um, we have clients that are working with using silver in their fabrics for odor protection and for um, – we have one company who's got a uh, liquid, a fabric that resists liquids. So when you spill something on it, it runs right off, even like your tablecloths that we have these days. Now they're putting that all into fabrics. Um, That's inside the fiber? Or inside, inside the, the fiber, fiber. They're treating the fibers beforehand with with uh, different types of products but that's an interesting question right is we're seeing all these incredible new innovations in fibers and Mm -hmm. materials that we talk about a lot here how does it then a cad software account for certain things if there are changes in the behaviors or there are surface coatings or things embedded in the fiber level yeah we we work with other companies that actually develop the fat the fibers themselves and that applies the attributes of those fibers so they know what the fiber is going to react like when they use it in that particular product. And then you input that into your system so you already you have the database. You enter in the system. You could enter in for costing and for quality and for the different fiber types and all of that could be entered in. So the software does costing also. It does. Oh, sweet. Yes, yes. Yeah, so you can really see too, right, like a, a, a business case for this beyond just understanding more about fibers in your products and beyond just testing and and figuring out what you want to do right you can actually create your business use case for your entire product is is that where you see a lot of people using it and the benefits kind of that's being used a little bit a lot of the people we work directly with as are on the designer level 
and they're not going to cost it out until the very end with the financials. Right now, we're seeing more and more people looking for our 3D software hmm. where they could visualize what the product is going to look like. They're using it instead of doing any samples. We have clients that are no longer really doing samples or any for wovens, for knits, for printed fabrics. There's a whole digital printing revolution going on right now where we have clients looking to go directly from, from the artwork directly to digital print on fabric in their offices and create samples. We work with a Thai company that's literally doing production in their office where they're printing directly on the fabric they want to use. They're treating the fabric. It's ready to go. They're cutting it in the next room and sewing their products. So beyond just your software, you're kind of rebuilding or rethinking some of the supply chain logistics that go into this. And from a business economic sense and the sustainable sense, it really makes sense. You can do the smaller lot production. You can do it instantly. Mm -hmm. You can sample quicker and more cost effectively. So, 100%. Yeah. The, yeah. And you can visualize it before the product even goes out the door or goes to production. You can see exactly what it's going to look like. Well, I want to unpack some of those business use cases uh, a little bit more. I think they're really interesting. But I'm staring at a delicious box. <laughs> what did you bring us to eat? I brought Dunkin' Donuts. Because America runs on Dunkin', right? Is this like a favorite staple? Everybody so likes donuts. You Why bet. not? You betcha. Well, we're going to talk more about those business use cases and the magic of this software. But right now, we're going to dive into Dunkin' Donuts back soon right after this. I'm Michelle Park. Hello, world. I'm Stacey Eagle. And welcome to Mom's Got, got this. this. We got this. Oh, we are so excited to host this show. We got this. We're going to have a show Monday through Thursday, and every day we're going to be talking to one amazing guest who also happens to be a mom, but every day we're going to be asking them about different parts of their life. What inspires them? What makes them happy? What makes them sad? What did they do before they made it? And most of all, their mom journey. Because these women have really made it. They really have. And they're all moms. Which is, I think, amazing in itself. Like being a mom is already a full-time job. It's a full-time job. And there's highs and there's lows and we're busy and we're juggling. And these are all working moms. Mm -hmm. So we want to hear their stories. What inspires them? What gets them down? What are the products they use and the recipes to make life easy? What products do they like? What they don't like? <laughs> <laughs> and also, I'm so excited about this. Every episode, we're actually going to hear from you guys, the listeners, because we want to hear your mom's got this moment. We want to hear about why your mom. So we want you to join us Monday through Thursday every week. And don't forget to subscribe. So make sure you go to our website, momsgotthispodcast.com. And use our hashtag. Mom's, Mom's got, got this. this. <laughs> <laughs> Premieres May 14th on Mouth Media Network and sponsored in part by luxury footwear brand Tamara Mellon. You can find us on social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Material Biz Show. That's Material B-I-Z Show. And hear all of our episodes on materialisyourbusiness.com and everywhere the best podcasts are found. Now that we've had our delicious Dunkin' Donuts, thank you for that on a sugar high. On break, <laughs> you were calling this 
Photoshop on steroids. Yes. And then you brought out this book, and I'm looking at this incredible picture of chairs with the fabric supplied to it. What am I looking at, and what did your software do? What you can do with Point Cray is take any photograph of your product. It could be a garment, it could be a room setting, it could be a bedding, it could be a chair. And you apply a grid to it. And in a few minutes, you could build what we call a texture map. And once you've done that, you have a visual representation of any fabric that you want to put on that product. And you could just sit there dragging and dropping photographs, digital images of any types of fabrics that you want to see onto that product. And it will map it and wrap it on the product so you see it in true life before the product is produced. And you could sell it before the product is produced in theory. This is like a sales tool for any business (laughs) for your custom furniture, clothing. You had a client like that? We do. We have a client who does one-off suits. And he will take a photograph of you in a mocked-up garment. And then he will drag and drop the fabrics onto the suit so you could see exactly what they look like on you before he actually make the actual suit. There's a lot more that the software does, though. Just besides the pictures. Besides the pictures. You've got anywhere from... We work with companies that are in apparel design. They're in automotive manufacturing, car seat interiors. We have home furnishings designers that do one-off products. We have apparel designers. You're talking about companies like Volkswagen. You're talking about Nike, Reebok. Uh, You're talking about Tommy Hilfiger, Eddie Bauer, Ralph Lauren... Uh, Martha Stewart, uh, Coors, they're all using this, whether it's surface design, home furnishings, it's apparel design. The software lends itself to all of these qualities. How much do they use that to go into the manufacturing aspect? Um, Is the manufacturing willing to take those files and automatically put it in there? And how compatible is it with with, um, the actual equipment that makes the fiber? We we make it our, our business to keep up with the loom and knitting machine builders and manufacturers. I was just in Heimtex actually in Germany and we were there talking to some loom manufacturers so that we could be uh, compatible with their interfaces. So our clients can actually save the file in the right format for the mill, email it to the mill and the mill can actually run that fabric. Wow, so it's not just a small software that just molds as in pictures, it develops everything from the beginning to to the end. It's from beginning to start. From your developing your colors, you have an entire Pantone textile color library built within the product. So you could start right away with your color trends, develop your repeats, develop your knitter woven fabric. You could map it on the product and all together send it for production. You could sell off of it. You could do anything that you think possible. So you must be collecting an incredible amount of data analytics around what people are doing and what kind of materials they're using and what they're searching for, what they're customizing. Is that information that you do anything with and any trends you're seeing going on right now or changes in the industry from when you started 30 years ago? Sure, sure. We do. We do. We get a lot of that direction from our clients themselves. Clients may call us up and say, I need a library of twisted cotton yarns, or there's a lot of slub yarns right now, so people may ask for slub yarns to be added to the library. So we'll go out and research the market and see what are the most popular yarns, and we'll actually add them to the library so they could be used. If someone came to us and needed a particular type of knit stitch, 
we could work with them on developing that knit stitch so they could simulate that fabric with it. And I think you said uh, on break you were mentioning like there have been changes where embroidery, say, is not quite as popular, at least for your clients Correct. anymore. But now it's it, you mentioned a lot more in these newer type of, of stitches. And the, the newest you know. stitches, people are trying to create their own newer knit stitches that are have more flex and more give. Um, we have clients who want to visualize. Again, that's why we came up with the 3D envisioning software. Um and as far as wovens, you know, just constantly adding structures, print design also, we've seen a huge surge in watercolors now huh. in the market. So a lot of designers. We've actually created a part of our software. We built in a feature for doing digital printing. So they could go right to digital print. And you could actually take a design that you've painted or drawn or created in another software that has millions of colors in it. And using Poincaré, you can narrow it down to the main seven, eight, ten colors that it is in the tonal ranges. Poincaré will do your screen separations for you if you need them in the proper DPI. And then you could actually send your screens out for printing or go directly to digital print. And it seems to be so important nowadays where everyone is wants something so personal and so customized and so authentic. And it's obviously so integral to part of your vision and creating your collection oh, yeah. or design or product, whatever you're creating. To be able to do that without, say, you know, having to start first negotiating with factories and dealing with minimums to at least first ideate to get feedback to to see it, a certain rendering is, is sure, a powerful. Sure, sure. We actually have more and more independent designers who are looking to individualize right. themselves. And our software is very affordable, so they could actually purchase it or subscribe to it. What do you see in the difference in the years in the past um, till Till now, in sense of the designing um, perspective or mentality of the, the students that are coming out of school. Yeah, I, the students coming out of school seem much more. They're more knowledgeable, not just about design. They're more knowledgeable about technology, and they grasp technology much faster. So as soon as they step into a job, they have already been using Photoshop. They've been using Illustrator, the Adobe products. They might be, you know, using some other software out there. But as soon as they step into Poincaré, they pick it up very quickly. And they're, they're developing their garments and their prints very, very fast in their fabrics. This is such a kind of interesting but specific kind of technology tools. How, how did you first get into this? Has this always been? I was a, a children's wear designer. Many years ago, I was a children's wear designer for Federated Department Stores. Huh. Federated? Wow. Yeah. <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, I wound up leaving Federated and going to work for a company called Monarch Knitting Machinery. They were actually developing software to run their circular knit machines. And they asked me to join them to help them with the software that was running the machinery. And from there, we actually grew. We wound up meeting with the uh, guy named Olivia Masson, who was developing his woven software for Jackhard and Dobby Weaving. And we were all developing similar softwares on the Mac platform. Um, now we're Mac and PC, which is great for us. But um, we merged our knitting and print design software with his woven Dobby Jackhard software. And that's how Point Poincaré began. 
have it going, I guess, from no formal technology training background, uh, but being in the trade and in the field and seeing firsthand, I guess, this kind of need and hole in the marketplace. Oh, yeah. I originally went to Parsons for uh, advertising communication design, and I went back to school for computer graphics. Oh, wow. So I have two degrees from there, and then I got into the textiles. It's amazing how the life changes and you end up not even doing what you studied. Yeah, it happens a lot. Yeah. It happens oh, a lot. More often. <laughs> more afternoon. Coming He's from a lawyer. a lawyer now in fashion tech so, and, and materials. So. you got to do yeah. what makes you happy. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. A hundred percent. So when you're now in kind of where the business is going, um, mm-hmm. any predictions about the future of where this industry in general is going, um, where technology and software is going, where materials are going? It's all becoming very virtual. Everything is being created in a 3D environment before production. People want to see what things look like. People want to know what they're getting. They want to see that end product. Um, you know, Covey uh, always said, begin with the end in mind. People want to see what that product is going to look like before they ever make it and approve it and know what the fabric is and understand the feel of it. So there's more digital production going on, more 3D. Do you think that's part of the the aspect of they don't they don't want to do the sampling or the for sampling or the technology is developing? I think the Give technology has developed so much that it's so easy to visualize it, and it, the software is just so easy to use. Why not? Yeah. And just going back to those business use cases too, right? Like both from a sustainable perspective, but also a, a bottom line cost oh, perspective. Absolutely. Like I always say, I think back to like my great grandfather in the 1890s in the Lower East Side <laughs> here in New York, he found materials and supplies nearby, created right. everything by hand and sold to local customers. And in a way you're empowering with your software, that kind of local community. You're not shipping samples back and forth. You're not, you know, you can test and iterate and improve right within your local community and get real time feedback. Oh. Oh, 100%. And you could do it today, not tomorrow. You don't have to send things and spend money on FedExes and UPS. So, Steve, one question. Um, besides the – when it comes to price structure, can you select a portion of your of your software or you have to buy the whole package? Because it seems quite, like, mentally pricey when you talk about all these little details that you get into. It's not, actually. Um, it's not pricey at all. It's um, We could discuss costs, but the software itself is modular. So we have four main modules. We have our pro design, which is for most designers, which encompasses prints, knits, and basic wovens like yarn dyes. Then we have a mapping software for the 3D. We have a technical weave module for Dobby and Jackhard weaving. And we deal a lot with the high-end technical designers and the mills actually use that software. And then we have our digital printing, which is we call advanced print for doing the watercolors and the tonals and the, all the different fancy textures. Interesting. And you, you just mentioned uh, earlier how you were kind of traveling and going to trade shows for it. What does it mean and why has it been important kind of to your business to be maybe situated here in New York, but then obviously you travel to certain key shows? Yeah, we do. We, we, we try to travel to the shows where the manufacturers are going to be, where the loom builders and, and knitting machine builders are going to be to keep up on that technology. We want to be seen also. We want to be out there and have a booth at a show where we know the designer is going to be at. So we could be out in front of them, letting them know we're at the forefront of, of technology. 
Um, Any they, ones that have been great in particular? Any shows that you guys look forward to every year? Yeah, I, in in the states here, I actually do the uh, the Premier Vision show three times a year. Mm-hmm. That's a great show. We get a lot of great designers. Those are the shows that I've met. You know, the designers from Tommy Hilfiger or designs from Martha Stewart at, and that's really good. Uh, we do the Surtex show every year here because that's basically surface design, but it's combined with the architecture and the home furnishing show. So we get a lot of clients there who are looking for software for their own fabric development for um, furnishings and all that. And then uh, I try to go to the ATME show, which is a machinery show. We go to Heimtex in Germany mm-hmm. and yeah, try to go everywhere we can, but you don't want, you can't be everywhere either, you know. No, that's true. You but, want to pick and choose. And, but New York has always been the kind of base and home. For me, New York has always been central station for us, yeah. Um, a lot happens here. A lot goes on here. Everybody's willing to travel to New York. They want to travel to New York. You know, <laughs> Do you they think want if the fashion industry wouldn't be in New York, you would have the trade shows here? It's a good question. I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. Um, I think people do come here because this is the center of our industry. You know, it's always been. I don't think it's going to change or go away. It's shrunk a little bit. It's spread out a little more. You know, I used to be on Broadway and 40th Street. Now I'm on 27th Street. But I have 12 clients in the same block, you know. So I think people are just spread out a little more, but the business is still here. That's important, and obviously, I know with your work, kind yeah. of saving the garment center. No, you're, it's it's important. And then there are tools like this, though, that also not only kind of bring it back to your local where you are here in New York designing, but also allow you to connect with that hub of suppliers and supply chain Absolutely. all over the world. Yeah. So you can do it from virtually anywhere. You, you, could you don't be have anywhere. to. Be a yeah. Parsons, yeah. New York grad, although we love Parsons in New York. Right? <laughs> but, 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 that, you, but that's the point. You could be anywhere. We have clients. The other day we were training a client in Hawaii um, from New York. Because of the internet, with the web, with the software itself that could be run over the cloud, you could literally be anywhere in the world and be online and using the software and at the same time. Be on a conference call with your buyer or your supplier or your mill and making your changes, doing your updates and Anywhere in the world. Well, I want to get more into some of your favorite places in the world to travel. We'll do some fun personal questions with Steve back after this. The superior audio quality on Mouth Media Network is powered by Sennheiser. And as a listener, you can receive a 25% discount on virtually any headphone, microphone, and other high-quality audio product available to purchase directly on the Sennheiser website. Just visit Sennheiser.com and enter the code MOUTHMEDIASEN, that's MOUTHMEDIA, S-E-N-N, at checkout. Okay, Steve, right before break, we were talking about places in the world and how this kind of software virtually connects everybody. But I want to know on a personal level, where are your favorite places in the world to go and why? Oh, boy. I, my favorite place to be actually is in the United States. <laughs> I tend to travel a lot around the U.S. on my Harley-Davidson. 
And I will take two weeks at a time and just get on the bike and go. When I walked out, I heard a glance of like fishing. What is that about? <laughs> <laughs> I do a little fishing. My brothers like to fish. We like to get away. We go camping. And, and we do fishing, we do freshwater fishing, or we go to the beach and do surf fishing and stuff like that. You eat the fish you catch? Or no? Of course. Okay. Well, Only if, you know, they're big enough. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> what was, just to take it completely away from um, future, past, and what is your childhood crush? First childhood crush. Just to Who? Yeah. Here oh, and why? I, Teacher. Um... <laughs> I hmm. He's blushing right now. I don't know. know. I'm old. I can't remember that far back. (laughs) I don't know. I don't know how to answer that. That's a good one. Um, I'm. I've been married for uh, many years. My. I have two boys in college that are 21 and 22. Congratulations. Married for over 25 years. So I guess maybe my wife is my. First love, my first crush, but that's what yeah. I was expecting to hear. <laughs> Thank, you <about> that. <laughs> Thank you so much, Steve, for joining us. Really appreciate it. Yeah, um, thank you. Any kind of final words of wisdom, thoughts as you reflect on your career, your experiences personally, professionally, you want to leave everyone with? Um, do what you love, keep doing it. You know, you want to get up in the morning and go to work, and that, that's a good thing. You know, do do what makes you happy and do what you really love and uh, everything else will just fall into place. How can our listeners connect with you? Uh, you can reach us at our website, uh, www.pointcarre.com, P-O-I-N-T-C-A-R-R-E. Or you can call our office here in New York City, 212-398-6680. And it's the easiest way to reach us. Great. Thank you, Steve. Thank right. you guys for listening. Really appreciate it. And for Samantha Cortez. Adios. I'm Stephanie Benedetto. Go change the world, everyone. Back next time on Material Is Your Business. This has been Material Is Your Business. To suggest guests or content for the show or to become a sponsor, email us at podcast at materialisyourbusiness.com. Keep up with the show on social media at Material Biz Show. That's Material B-I-Z Show. Episodes available on iTunes, Stitcher, and Google Play, along with our website, materialisyourbusiness.com. Copyright 2018. All rights reserved. No portion of the episode may be distributed or published without the express written permission of the producers. Thanks for listening. This is Mouth Media Network, covering the business of lifestyle.